0: Yo, final, final approach. August is almost over. We got hats backwards. We're in camo shirts. They do say love people when you love cars. We have a lot to talk about today. AI and Tesla and a Sotucon. If
1: you haven't heard, well, this is your first day listening to the
0: pod. <laughs> yeah, then you must have never listened to this show in the last 45 days because, um, we're just pumped. We got to hang event.
1: out with uh, with Lou Ramirez, Lou Ramirez, and Friend Fred Lou, the boys, Fred, Fred and Lou,
0: Car Guy Coffee Fred, Podcast Fred, Solutionaries.
1: Their yeah, their names they all get mixed up because it's like they're just the car guys, right? The 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 car guys and coffee. So we got to hang out with them, and they spent like forty five minutes just asking us oh, so the, about the event. By the end, Paul and I were so sideways excited we couldn't even get words <laughs> out. <laughs>
0: That's true. It was wild. Because yeah. we we've never it's you build an event and you build this experience and you never really take the time while you're in it to talk about it and they were asking questions and we were watching them react to what we're actually going to be doing at the event and they were like are you kidding me at and then all of a point, sudden I'm like think, this is I think really Lou an event just
1: like sat back in his seat and like had his jaw open he was like I don't even
0: <laughs> so listen <laughs> we've really set out to craft an experience unlike any other you'll ever see in retail auto but also. Top, top shelf for any conference, Make taking high intention from the moment you arrive to the moment you leave, and not only with great food and entertainment and energy and lighting, but more specifically, great insights and great leaders and practitioners that you're going to learn from. We're going to talk about a session today, technician recruiting, retention, and growth. You think that's a topic that everyone needs to learn about, and we're not talking about any Fair old schlemels teaching you about this. This is Yaz. Yeah. We call him Yaz. Yasmin Yaz Bogadovich, the fixed ops director for the Sioka dealerships group. They are on the top, top 50 automotive news, top 150 dealers on the list. I think they're under 50 now under, you know, they've broken the top 50. He's going to be telling you what they're doing, what they're focusing on, how they're doing these things. Also, Ed Roberts, have you ever heard of the COO of Bozar Lincoln Ford? He's at the top of every list, just wrote a book, uh, Mile One Leadership, a master at building teams, master at keeping people. He's on the panel. Also, Patrice Banks, Girls Auto Clinic. She's been in Time Magazine and on Jim Farley's podcast, expert at understanding what people want in a service experience and how to craft and recruit female technicians. Think, you think that might help you? Actually, she's working on a really cool thing that I'm sure she'll share with everybody in the room. So if you're a dealer or dealership wants to recruit female technicians, she's got a little solution there uh, working for you. So that's just one session just, in one of the a breakouts. Half an hour after,
1: you're going to like have to catch your breath from that session. And a half an hour after that, you're going to walk straight in to Jesse Cole, the owner of the Savannah Bananas. Filling up the main stage.
0: Oh, the guy. And- yeah. Who's Jesse Cole, right? ESPN Jesse, documentary star, is- million person waiting list to go to his events and baseball games. Couple and- things.
1: And if that doesn't like wet your whistle at one o'clock Eastern today, you can get to know Jesse Cole just a little bit more yes. and what you might learn at SodaCon. Uh, he is on the auto collabs podcast. We live stream it today on Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, uh, or you can catch it wherever auto collabs is on your podcast. Uh, we got the opportunity yesterday to hang out. With awesome Jesse
0: combo. Uh, awesome. Just amazing conversation. Oh, oh yeah. So, he just definitely uh, dropped several bombs in that conversation that had me, you and Cirillo being like, let me write that down. Let me write this down yeah. because it's funny how simply his his journey mimics that of what a lot of retail, progressive retail auto dealers, how they're thinking about oh, customer experience and what they want people to feel when they're in the showroom and how to actually approach it a little different. I, would, I don't want to give away the, the the bomb drop. We'll talk about it tomorrow That's after right. the podcast yeah. uh, launches. So look, go to a sodocon.com tickets are still $100 off right now. If you want a little something extra, just DM me or Kyle and we'll make sure you get there. We need every dealer to be at this event, to inspire one another, to learn from one another, to share best practices so that we can move the industry we're all so passionate about forward and we can raise the perception, elevate the brand of retail auto in consumer's eyes by being great operators, right? Doesn't that fix it first? Right? You can Absolutely. you can put lipstick on it all you want, but unless you're really backing it up operationally with your tech and your people and your experience, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Because the internet exists and people will talk about it. <laughs> people talk. People oh, talk. man. Speaking of people talking Stop. or robots yeah. talking. Yeah, right. time. Robots. Robots Things talking on the internet and All of that stuff. Yeah. Yesterday, GM announced they are now using Google's AI tech to enhance its OnStar safety and connectivity service. The collaboration aims to improve voice recognition. Thank God because we all know voice recognition in car systems oh. is the worst, oh. uh, to provide turn-by-turn navigation and enable conversational responses to consumers' questions. Um, so Google Cloud's di- uh, Dialogflow tech, the same that powers chatbots on GM's corporate vehicle brand websites that you know gives conversational responses to people interested in vehicles. It's going to provide all the other services in the car. Uh, so basically, they're automating all the non-emergency functions to free up real people on star staff to give more uh, dedicated and immediate response to things that require human intervention. I love that leveraging Uh, two quotes here. Uh, This is from Mike Abbott, GM's executive vice president of software and services. He says, generative AI has the potential to revolutionize the buying ownership and interaction experience inside the vehicle and beyond enabling more opportunities to deliver more features and services. Great. He said, we can make more money with this in short. Um, so uh, Google Cloud CEO Thomas Kurian said, General Motors is at the forefront of deploying AI in practical and effective ways that ultimately create better customer experiences. This isn't the quote. And they're doing that because they're using our thing. <laughs> so the GM guy says, look. That's cold-blooded, the, pop. GM, the GM guy says this. He says, look, this is going to allow us to make more money. And the Google guy said, they're really smart because they're using our thing.
1: They're using our stuff. Exactly. Which is cool. Like,
0: I don't disagree with either of those, by the way.
1: Kudos to kudos to both of them. Absolutely. I, I, am I'm still like putting a pin in it, right? Because. (laughs) Because OnStar. (laughs) So (laughs) much when you talk about OnStar and Google's AI technology that are yet to be discovered, yet to understand if they can actually functionally do what they need to do. I'm still concerned that GM is sunsetting so much of their connectivity, uh, specifically with Apple. And, uh, I like. I'm excited. I'm interested. I'm interested. I, for, I, I for one, want to test it out. I want to be like a personal, I want to have a personal understanding before I pass judgment on it. But I, you know, like the, the, one, the one part of the story that makes me really happy, and you kind of alluded to it in there, is, all right, here's tasks that AI can handle, and here's tasks that only humans can
0: handle. That's the best. We're going to free up humans
1: to do the tasks that we need humans to do really, really well. And I think that that's where everybody should be looking to integrate AI into their processes, into their technology stack, to make sure that humans are interacting with humans in the best possible ways and, and maintaining efficiency with their time. And so if this fills that gap and does it well, then it's going to be super successful. I love it. Speaking
0: of being super successful. Stop. Segue. Time like a golden touch it is unbelievable well tesla was successful in uh receiving official city approval to build a supercharger station in los angeles that will not only serve as charging but it also happens to be an old school diner and drive-in movie (laughs) by the way uh the station potentially named diner and drive-in movie supercharger i guess that's kind of a i'm i'm disappointed tesla needs to come up with a better name for that and i'm sure they will uh they'll have 32 supercharger stalls a retro style diner with rooftop seating and two movie theater screens showing the top 100 famous movie clips right? You can't show a whole movie. You're only charging for 30 minutes. So the top 100, everyone's going to be glued to that thing. Initially presented last year in a Twitter post, the project was approved earlier this year on July 18th. And the initial grading inspection was just completed earlier this month, saying this thing is about to start going up in West Hollywood. And, you know, it's part of Tesla's ongoing effort to, uh, you know, expand their supercharger network currently they have yeah. seventeen thousand charging stalls across two thousand stations in the u.s and now that everybody else is invited to the party um that diner if the, i'm sure the food will be good and the top 100 movie clips are going to be great and if the chargers I, are fast it's going to be what's really, really with ford f here's what's really <laughs>
1: happening is tesla found out about patrick abad and they were like right. i get it i see i see what we got do. i now. literally gotta thought of him in the and story a <laughs>
0: what's that i literally thought of this story when like thought of him
1: i I mean this we've been talking about this for probably two years now ever since we started this podcast is that the integration of multiple business verticals into everything that auto retail and auto servicing and auto maintenance is doing is the opportunity and we you have to listen to the jesse cole podcast today he blew our minds yesterday in this, in this idea that what if we created spaces that nobody wanted to leave? Like, think about this. People are going to be so like enjoying their eating and enjoying these top movie clips that they're just going to stay there longer and their car will get charged. I bet there's going to
0: be the, a way to buy a Tesla while you're there. Just, just put it out there. It's the <laughs>
1: antithesis to speed, but it's, 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 it's. it's like being so pro at experience. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's where like my mind is shifting on speed versus experience. There are some people that will need speed in all of these facets, right? Whether it be maintenance or charging or buying, but that experience can trump that. Yeah. Right.
0: It depends. It's what you're doing while you're there, right? When it comes to tech, your website experience, your um, your online like that's got to be rocket lightning fast because everyone has something to do. But once they yes. get there, the reason it feels long is because what they're doing sucks. Yes. <laughs> right. That's why yep. Jesse talks about people leaving baseball games early. Right. They usually leave because it's before it's over because it's long and it's slow. And then he talks about- Because
1: once you're done with like, buy me some peanuts and crack, yeah, yeah, jacks, you're like, once uh, you're done with that, like the all playoffs. the entertainment's over, you know? I got to
0: work in the morning. No, and then Jesse goes on and talks about what they did that they can barely get people to leave. And he's right. like, what does it look like if people don't want to leave? How do you make your experience longer? Because it's so good. Total mind game, total mind game. Uh, speaking of people not wanting to leave Stop. their home. No. Time. Or people wanting to leave their home.
1: Really interesting new article from this Airbnb uh, CMO, Hiroki Asai. Uh, Basically, over the last couple of years, they have parted ways from what they're calling performance marketing, which is what many of us do uh, in the marketing spectrum, and doubling down on brand. They've shifted their budgets to big, bold brand campaigns, focusing on the core of what Airbnb is about. Core hosts, primary homes, guests, the experience. The new strategy involved developing highly specific features and tools That set its product and experience apart, such as Airbnb categories and communicating differentiators through brand-first campaigns instead of performance-driven buys. If you haven't actually like, as just a consumer, I've experienced the shift. Right, starting to see like experiential commercials—the way that they are positioning the experience of either, uh, like. Uh renting out an Airbnb or being a like getting an Airbnb. Let me
0: pause. Let me pause you for a second. Give us the 10 second, 20 second breakdown of what is performance marketing versus brand marketing for those who might not know.
1: Yeah. So performance marketing is all about clicks to sales, right? Did did I did I did I drive high intent users low funnel, low in the funnel in capturing? So like in Airbnb's case, uh think we offers, see, right? Yeah. Think like offers. Th- Behaviors driving to offers, driving to sales, and and direct ROI attribution. Brand being much more broad campaign, uh, uh, filling the top of the funnel and letting the funnel uh, drive itself down to down to the high intent users, uh, and and doing like broad scope marketing on core values, brand intent, feeling, um, and so those are they're like typically. Uh, like you can see, people lean one side or the other, or have a mashup of both. Um, and and the scary part with doing all this, whenever that's done, is that performance marketing is kind of like um, uh, it, it's it's like shots of adrenaline, right? You can see immediately, real time, and the and the campaigns ca- typically can turn on and off, and you know exactly what happened. Brand marketing, on the other hand uh, actually takes time to build, but over time actually lowers costs and increases revenue. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Um, and so, yeah, that's the big, so,
0: and when you turn off performance marketing, all your ROI goes away immediately. Your brand marketing (laughs) has a long tail long tail because you're connecting with people like people like us do things like this. So awesome. I think it's really cool that Airbnb saw this so effective actually. So COVID hit, they lost 80% of their business overnight. Right, no one's traveling. No one needs Airbnb. Wow. You imagine that, like planning for an eighty percent decrease in Can your business? Can you imagine? Um, it's unbelievable. And now, after they've deployed this, they've actually gotten back to ninety-five percent pre-pandemic levels. Wow! So it works. That's most profitable just not next week on record. Really? Oh, wow! Yeah. No, that's Wild. serious stuff. Yeah. So, talk about thinking differently in retail auto. We've talked about this a lot of having both. You need both, but typically the offers-based things are where OEMs migrate to. They want to see your advertising because they do, OEMs, think lots of brand. They're pushing down the offers to the dealer, but every dealer, every dealer is an opportunity to build strong brands, and we see that all over the industry. We try to highlight them whenever we can. So Real quick,
1: before before you kind of roll out, yeah. a, a lot of people that are dedicated solely to performance marketing and, and high intent, like uh, direct ROI attribution campaigns, like they they fear moving to brand because if you do that like quickly and don't crossfade it, um, you can it can be painful in the middle. And so if you're looking to to move toward that, like there is this ability to crossfade performance marketing and brand marketing and move slowly over over a year and a half to two year period
0: further and further away from performance marketing. So it can happen. It does happen. It's not idealism when people are doing you it can all do over it. the country. We want yeah. to connect you with more of those. Until then, it's August 30th. Go to a Get your tickets now because we want to hang out with you there.